like how you said livable art. I might have to use that one. I never realized that everything I create is something that's tangible in different mediums, right? So, um, yeah, I've always been that young guy, always um, seeking for, looking for answers in a way. And I think as an artist, it's great to kind of express that. And um, so, yeah, to answer your question, at a young age, I've always been that. And it's, it seemed like I was destined for it because you look at my name, it's Mark. So I'm leaving my mark. And then if you look at my last name, the last three letters has art in it. So I kind of guess it was uh, kind of guess it was profound that it's supposed to be this journey for me, right? So yeah. So yeah, at a young age, to answer your question, young age, I I've been that guy finding things I like to draw, mimic, recopy it. I was a fan of comic books. That was my my thing, go-to thing. And then um my one of my favorite athletes, not athletes, but comic book was the Black Panther. And so drawing the Black Panther Tychella, that's that was his real name, and just mimicking that and just falling in love with that and just becoming that guy I want to be a cartoon artist was that thing for me and to where I am today. You're listening to the Grind and Gratitude Show. I am Danny Stone and I've dedicated my entire life to helping people win. Win in their careers, win in their businesses, and win in their lives. This podcast is going to help you get on your grind and hustle to create the life that you love and walk in gratitude along the journey. Each episode, I'll teach you tools and tactics and bring you conversations with experts that will help you turn your passion into a thriving online business. Life isn't about wishing for something greater. It's about making it happen. There's something special about you. Grind until you find it. Be grateful when you get it. Welcome to the Grind and Gratitude Show. Coach Stone is in the building. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much. If you're an avid uh, listener of the podcast, then you know I got nothing but love for you. And you know, sometimes I have the great fortune of bringing you really amazing guests. And, and there are always people that I admire what they're doing in the world and what they're creating in the world. And so I have a very special guest today. And uh, my guest is a visual artist. He's founder of Live It, Wear It. He's a faculty member. He's done amazing installations here in the greater Toronto area. His work has been exhibited in several galleries. He's done work with the Toronto Raptors. In my mind, he's, he's, he's definitely one of the top artists in North America. Lots of celebrities are wearing his, his, his um, livable arts and wearable arts. And he's even had some of his, his painting and his work showcased on, on Bravo. So I gotta, I gotta introduce my man properly. This is my man, Mark Stoddard. Welcome to the show, man. How are you? Good, my brother. Thank you for this invite. Long overdue. We've been talking about this, so I'm here. I'm here. So yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad to get you because I know how busy you are. You're, you're, you're a man on a mission. You know, everything from teaching at a college to, you know, you're running your business to, you know, really trying to inspire the world through your livable art. I mean. I guess we should just really start like in the beginning. Like, were you always somebody who was kind of artistic or creative? I like how you said livable art. I might have to use that one. I never realized that everything I create is something that's tangible in different mediums, right? So, um, yeah, I've always been that young guy, always um, seeking for, looking for answers in a way. And I think as an artist, it's great to kind of express that. 
And um, so, yeah, to answer your question, at a young age, I've always been that. And it's, it seemed like I was destined for it because you look at my name, it's Mark. So I'm leaving my mark. And then if you look at my last name, the last few letters has art in it. So I kind of guess it was uh, kind of guess it was profound that it's supposed to be this journey for me, right? So yeah, so yeah, at a young age, to answer your question, yeah, I think I've been that guy finding things I like to draw, mimic, recopy it. I was a fan of comic books. That was my my thing, go to thing. And then um, my one of my favorite athletes, not athletes, but comic book was the Black Panther. And so drawing the Black Panther Tychella, that's that was his real name, and just mimicking that and just falling in love with that and just becoming that guy I want to be a cartoon artist was that thing for me and to where I am today. Wow. So was your, your desire earlier on was to be a cartoon artist? Like you wanted to do have your own comic books? Yeah, I did. I did. I thought that was um, because you, you think you just buy into, right? I always collect comic books. So I thought, okay, this is going to be my, my thing. It's like create my own superheroes and, um, and just enjoyed just creating those characters and even cutting them out. And make them as 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 um, actual actual figures kind of thing, right? Because I couldn't really afford it back in the days, like you know, real action figures, like the Star Wars action figures. So I'm like, if I can't afford, it, I have to create my own. So as I was doing at a young age, so yeah, it was cool. So when you were young, did did like your parents and and your teachers and mentors did they encourage you to go like to keep going with the art? Yeah, they did. It was um. I guess my two loves are people who know me. Well, no, that was it was sports, which was my first love was soccer, and then again I fell in love with basketball. And then I was that kid with a basketball in one hand and a portfolio on the other. So everybody just knew me as that kid. This if it ain't gonna be sports, it's gonna be arts. So yeah, and then I guess the teachers kind of kind of guess kind of moved me into that field, right? And to enjoy what I was doing with it because I was just now reflecting on that like. Do my own little personal art shows in the, in the high schools, like having my art on the walls, kind of thing. So just looking back, thinking about wow, I, I, I kind of have my own in in house gallery in the schools, the public schools, to be a matter of fact. I think there's something that's I think is really, I mean, that's interesting because you know, back in the day, for you to be able to have your own like basically art gallery in your school in your public school, I think that speaks a lot to like you know, sometimes people they can't see their dreams coming true. And it's really just using what you have around you and creating your own kind of situation until you can until you can actually elevate yourself. And and so that's pretty cool, man, that you had your own little art gallery going. Yeah, it was like I said, it was just reflecting as I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it was just I I challenged myself just to create art. And then the teachers will allow me just to stick them on the wall in the hallway. And so a lot of kids will take notes to it. Right. So. In a way, it's my own personal little art gallery in a way of just thinking about it. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's gone to me now. I was thinking about it. <laughs> so, you, you were, you, you're obviously, you and I both, you know, uh, are into basketball. And, you know, I was down that road and I played university basketball and so on. And, and I know you were big into basketball. So, at what point did you decide that you weren't going to, like, continue to pursue basketball and then you were going to really kind of pursue art? Was there a fork in the road or was it always? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. When was that? That was interesting when you see it like that. It was in college. I was playing for Sheridan College. And our first year, we won all Ontario's. And so my first year, coming from high school, uh, being that guy in the way of, being on the all-star team, everything else, thinking, okay, I'm going to be that guy going to college and I'm going to be the, the starting guard, whatever it was. And I got the reality check. <laughs> this guy's 10 times bigger than me. 
<laughs> coming in, right? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I have to earn my stripes again to, to get that playing time. And my first year, I didn't really start, but just to be a part of that whole cohesive of a team chemistry and just be supportive of that and learning from them was a learning curve because that pushed me to become the second year to play well. Mm. But that second year was the conflict because my school marks were dropping heavily and basketball was excelling. But then I realized to myself, I'm not going to go anywhere with basketball. And I know my parents ain't going to allow me to go and don't get my degree. I think basketball is going to get me somewhere. Right. So I pretty much, I made, it was that my second, yeah, it was in the, around that Christmas time, around this time, um, I went to the coach, Coach Allison that time, and just told him, like, um, I can't do it. I have to commit to the schools. And then um, they respected my choices, right? And then I decided to leave the basketball career and focus on, on, on the arts. And never looked back since, right? Wow. And do you ever have any regrets? Do you ever think, what if, or, or, or are you, like, do you ever sit? Of course. There? You know, you think you can, you can be that guy, but um, I kind of guess the universe does things in a way that you never know. Because I'm from England. And right. so um, I went back home for a couple of months and then I tried out for the, um, I'm from Nottingham and they had a professional basketball team there. Oh, wow. Okay. So then I tried out for what the team. What age was that when you went back? Late. Wow. You start aging me now, right? This is how people start realizing. <laughs> well, people want to know. People want to yeah, know. No, I was late. I was late. Um, I was in my early 20s. Okay. So like 20, I'll say like 25. Yeah, I think around that time. But to be on the team, but not having the desire was two different things, right? It's just an accomplishment to say I can make the team, but to really pursue where I'm going to go with it, it was, the fire wasn't there. Maybe when I was younger, maybe that would have been a, a different outcome, but it was just something that I did it. I don't brag about it, but yeah, I played for a couple of months for, for the team, but then I decided, no, nah, it's not going to be the thing for me. Wow. Play professional basketball for Nottingham? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Nottingham Knights. It was and it, now, but that time, it was semi-pro, but it wasn't as popular to what it is now, right? Because basketball is now is international, but at the time we we're going, it was still growing, right? But this to have the opportunity was pretty cool. Wow, yeah. amazing! And so, so like, how did how did that kind of okay? So then you came back, and then you continued with the art. So then, what happened with the art? Like, how did you kind of really start to take it into? creating installations and, and and your whole clothing line? How did it evolve from, yeah, I was just kind of doing it as something I love to like, a, a, like this is my my business, my life now? Hmm. Um, I think coming back, my first job starting from graduating from Sheridan was um, textile printing. But I've always been doing t-shirts at a young age. I always thought that that was the, the, the thing that for me I can actually express myself was through garments. Right. And so doing that and getting myself into that industry just kind of propelled me to get into more of um more greater opportunities and because i was doing stuff for like at that time we're doing stuff for like for adidas roots canada um i think the blue the blue jays at one time when they went back to back like we're doing a lot of stuff within this printing company so i got a lot of experience from that well, one of my good mentors was hayden joseph um he was um Probably the guru of printing, sixth grade in printing. And then he, I taught, I learned a lot from him, big time. And so working with him and learning from him just kind of paved, kind of paved my way. Like I really wanted to do this even more. And um, what allowed me to get to, into it full time was probably in the early, wow, this is good. This is, you can ask some good questions. I'm trying to create my timelines. Sure, yeah. But um, I think early 20, 
2000s when I was um, working for Much Music and then um, leaving them for another corporate company. Um, they did a downsizing and, and then I had to leave. So I had to figure what, what was I going to do. And so um, I worked at Cadbury and that was the shipping receiving because that's where my dad worked for probably 30, for, close to 40 years of his 30, no, close to 40 years of his life working for wow. Cadbury. Wow. So technically, yeah, I'm a Cadbury baby. <laughs> and um, I, as a young kid, I hated the job as a summer job, but then um, I went back because I lost the other job that I was working at. And um, I just, just wanted, it's a humbling experience that you're doing good and then you fall from grace kind of thing and get my, get back up again. So working for Cadbury for a couple of months and then there was a op, an opportunity for the logistics area for the graphic designer. So I applied for that position, got it, worked there for at least two years, coming up to the third year. They didn't want to renew my contract. And then um, a good friend of mine passed away, Sean Rose. Um, we called him Blue and Scarborough in Malvern. And his transition kind of shocked me in a way that something about losing people and you never got a chance to celebrate them. And um, I thought to myself, seeing the funeral, I saw everybody from the community coming to celebrate his life. And I thought to myself, if this is gonna be my time, I gotta do something that I want to do. So I quit the I didn't get the job, I said, I'm gonna work full-time for me and became a full-time artist and business owner since then until I am now. So I thought to myself, is this gonna be my time? Is that be something that I wanna do? And that propelled me to do what I'm doing now and staying, staying on that grind and, and having never committed from that, haven't changed. Like that's, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's uh, and a lot of people would see that as brave because there's so many people right now who are working in a job who want to be doing something else and pursuing their passion. Like what advice would you give them? Um, to stick to it. Right. It's, I think that's a good question to ask. Another one is my only advice is just to believe in what you have. There's going to be some. Uh, obstacles along the way, but if you stay, um, if you persevere, that's the key word, the letter P, if you persevere and you to really believe in what you're doing, the universe has a unique way of allowing the line things in your way into your favor. You just got to manifest that and believe in it, right? And let's allow it to grow. It's not going to come right away and it might be, it might come in a different, in a different kind of an outcome, but it'll be something for you, right? Mark, and I'm a testament of that. There's many things that I wanted. It never came to the way I wanted it to look like, but it's there. And just and then you don't know when it, when it, when when you do have this, what do you do with it, right? That's so good, man. I, the reason I'm saying that is because I'm like ready to jump out of my seat. <laughs> what you just said is so powerful. Like people have to understand. I, I have this thing when I talk to people about. It's called raise a bar. The A B A R is an acronym, and I say you have to raise your level of asking for what you want. Raise your level of believing that it's coming, even if you can't see it raise your level of taking action and raise your level of receiving. And it's exactly what you said, because sometimes we ask for more. Sometimes we believe off and on that we can do it. Sometimes we take a little bit of action or massive action, but the receiving part is where I find a lot of people have a challenge because exactly what you just said, it doesn't always come. It's not always, it doesn't always come the way that you expect. And so I think that's really good for people to understand because you didn't get here with everything scripted out exactly the way it was, right? You had to be open. You had to make detours. Like talk about some of the obstacles that you had to overcome in your business to kind of still be here. 
um, I think, the, like I said, it's those, those obstacles are failures, right? And but still sticking it out. There's many sleepless nights of just trying to put your, putting your work out there and people are not appreciating what you're doing, right? Because mm-hmm. I think um, the work that I do is for a unique crowd of people to support, right? And it's a level of consciousness that, 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 that surrounds it. I don't do the gimmicky kind of designs or art, artwork for people to buy into. I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm very thought provoking and, and intent. My intentions are really what I want to create. So mm-hmm. it's, it's only a few people that will get it right off the bat and support it. So I already know my demographics are for a unique group of people. So if I wanted to please the audience, I can do that, but it's not, I, I think I'm doing a disservice to myself. Right. So, um, that's one of the obstacles I feel that not knowing anybody's going to get what I'm creating because mm. it, it is really, really for a selected few of people. Right. And, um, another obstacle is that it's hard when you're just that one person doing everything. And so, um, it's just trying to find people that you trust to be a part of that journey with you. Right. And be, and to learn to receive that and how they are there to help is another obstacle that I'm trying to learn. Cause I'm not hands-on person. I got to do it myself. If it ain't done the right way. I'm like, nah, I'll do it. But you got a lot of people to come into your space to, to make them fail or make the mistakes so they can learn from it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the two questions I think I can answer to that. That's good. And, and, you know, I see you're wearing the property of black Panther um, sweater, which oh. is pretty dope. I'm wearing the beloved, the beloved. That. Amazing. This is beautiful. I mean, you know, we're, we're definitely going to let you know where you can go and, and uh, you know, check out Mark's um, livable, wearable um, art. But, you know, I mean, the work that you do is amazing. You know, I talk, I know so many people who know you and so many people who support you and, and, and you're right. It's a, it's a really, um, it's a, it's a very conscious group of people. And so it's interesting what you said, because, you know, you make the art, the wearable art and the livable art. And, you know, during those tough times, were there times where you just thought, I just got to make some clothes that will just sell, like kind of sell out on myself so I can just sell some clothes to keep the business going? Like, does that does that come to you sometimes? Because a lot of people get to that point where they're just like, I really don't want to teach this stupid course, but I'll teach it. I really don't want this product, but I, it's going to make me money so I can keep the lights on. Of course, the lights on. You got to do those hustles. I'm, I'm not disputing that. There's... um. There's been moments when um, like I, I the first thing came to mind when the Raptors won. Like I'm a I'm a, I'm a basketball guy, so I get it. So I flipped out a couple of designs, in a way of of them celebrating that moment, right? Um, and people wanted to buy it. I'm like, see more people buying that more, they will buy some the stuff that I want to create. Right. But I get it. It's the world because you're talking about a, a global reach that people will support something, right? And it's something that everybody is unified to to wear. So I so I understand the 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 emotion of of buyers when it's something that they can all connect to, and I always thought to myself, okay, if I can kind of create a symbol that's based off of that same kind of energy, that'd be moving. Mm-hmm. So I see that you just got to be ready to what you create, and you never know when it's going to reach the people that just just want to have what you create. So, but to answer your question, yeah, I've done stuff that is gimmicky, but it's for the people that they just want to have. Right. Just to just cover the roof, just yeah. to do things, but not to say it's not going to be my focal point. It's not that one trick pony thing, right? So I'm like, I'll do it, but I'm still sticking to what I want to do. 
you often tell people you got to do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. Have to do, yeah. Right, and then even when you can do what you want to do, sometimes again you still even after you, even when you're doing what you want to do, you still have to maybe do something that you don't want to do. So, I think that's just to, just to say what you're saying is it's like I never would suggest anybody who has a nine to five to quit it to do their 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 passion job. Right, you got to balance it out until when you're ready to leave that nine to five to do it. Right, so. This is the way of the land that we're in right now, right? No, that's good. Not everybody, not everybody can be an entrepreneur, right? So, yeah. and I think that's important for people to know. Entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. Like, you know, if you're used to getting a paycheck every single every two weeks or consistently, if you're if you're used to everything being routine, if you're if you're used to a certain style of working, then entrepreneur and, and you have no risk tolerance at all then being an entrepreneur might not be for you. And that's okay. You know, I think sometimes we look at social media and being, we see, we see entrepreneurship, the sexy side of entrepreneurship, You're <laughs> celebrating, especially with you, Mark, you've had tons of celebrities wearing your, your brand. And so people, and you work with the Raptors, your, your stuff was on Bravo. So people, you, people could see that and be like, Oh, this is, is, it's all glitz and glamor, but they don't see the hard work. They don't, you know, we're, we're sports guys. Um, um, superstars aren't made in 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 games. They're made in practice when when no one's looking, right? Not much action. But just to add, a, but that's the perception that people will start thinking. That's the narrative of what they see, right? And what we post. And it's not necessarily the fact. That's just the the aesthetic of what the car looks like. They don't understand the what's inside of that that that, that drives that car to move, right? And that's the hard work to put in. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm always mindful of what what you kind of put out to people to see because people start coming their own notion that you're that you're big time. I'm like, no, I'm like with anybody else that's trying to get by and just try to do just do God's work in a way of just putting the right energy out there, right? I don't get caught up in that. I don't try not to get caught up in that stuff. Yeah, it's not, it's not for me. But from from when I knew you, you've never been that type of way. You're really humble, and you know, I, a lot I of people praises, and and that's what I love about you, just the way that you move and the things that you do. You're just very appreciative. So talk a little bit about like these movements, right? You started this whole beloved movement. Tell everybody what the beloved movement is and sort of what it's all about and why you started it. It's funny you say that because, and again, I'm just reflecting like the first question you asked about was I always been an artist, right? I think I always created this movement from the, from the get-go when I started this Live It Wear brand. Um, I always wanted to bring community into that space. So when I started um, Live It Wear It, before Live It Wear It, it was just, it was a, it was a tagline. And um, it was just the year, year, the date of my birth, so it was 1968. That's why I thought getting back into doing t-shirts. So let's just do something I like to do is wear shirts. And I said, let me just tie it in with people within the community to wear the shirts. So in 2011, uh, I did my first photo shoot with all community people wearing the shirts. And what I was doing, I was documenting who they were and posting on Facebook at that time. And Facebook allowed you to tag people without being an issue. And so what's happening organically was being shared and people start seeing the high-end photos. Oh, shout out to Nathaniel. Um, he was the photographer at that time. This, the photos that you see now, like they're timeless, like what he created for at that moment. And um, so from 2010 onwards, I've been documenting the community and telling their stories through wearing the shirts. And um, I kind of guess now it's just a remix to it by doing it now called uh, Beloved. It's just last year, 
No, yeah, year, yeah, last, yeah, last year when COVID kind of happened, started to settle in. Um, I wanted to do the same thing I've been doing, just telling stories, right? And I thought um, the language of beloved was something that people have been speaking to, and I thought, how can I kind of use it for to my benefit of telling the story of what beloved means? And um, and Black Christian Mother released it on Family Day, and I think as much as you were involved with that, it was just kind of honoring the community, and this again telling the real narratives of what's happening within the city. And that spun into, I wanted to do the remix of it, which is the beloved again, called Flowers. And as we all go through, we all lose people in, in, in the time on our journey, right? And how do we support the people that are close with us without calling them up, checking in on them and giving them their flowers while they're living before they transition? Because losing my cousin and my uncle within close to, within the same year, I kind of just felt that I needed to kind of honor the people, like I said, that are living, and I want to do a better job in doing that. Hold on, hold on, time out, time out. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a big goal or a big dream that you really want to get done, but you just can't see how to make it happen? Is there a big goal that you've been struggling with for a long time, you just don't know how you can really make sure that you get it done? Well, let me help you. I have a course that's called the Get It Done System. And in that course, I teach you how to get your goals done. All you got to do is go to IamDannyStone.com slash get it done and you can find out more information. Take care. And hopefully this idea becomes contagious enough that we all can start doing that, right? Because we don't do the small things that um just to honor the living and um having you guys have been involved with the mo- the video was surreal you've seen it well, the reaction. you know thank you for allowing me and my wife trudy to be a part of the beloved video i mean it's, it was an amazing project and you know you can find that on youtube we'll have the links in the description so people can see that but visually it's just really beautiful the whole movement about you know beloved is i think it's it's something that's needed right now in the world and then, you know, you elevated that with flowers and again, invited me to be a part of the flowers movement, you know, being there with all of these black men who were dressed up and, yeah. and, and recognizing each other and, and singing each other's praises and congratulating each other. We, we just don't see that as black men and we shouldn't have to hunt for it. It should be it should be easily uh, accessible to see this, but unfortunately it's not. And so you created this. And I told you, I said, look, man, I said, you're a you're a creative director. You are a producer. You're you know, you're 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 I'm going to I see you doing movies and documentaries like your projects are amazing, man. When they come out, like I'm just like I'm in awe. I'm like, man, these things should be winning awards. So I'm I'm just honored. (laughs) Thank you. But Again, it's not just me, I think. With anything you have with an idea or a spark of a concept, you have to find a team of people who believe in your vision, right? So um, I have to give shout outs to my cousin, Garth, um, Ohm, uh, Anastasia. There's a team of people, like even Randell, for what he's done for this tying the spoken word. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's a team, it's a team effort. As much as I can be the glue in the way of coming with the concept, it's just a team of people who believe in the concept. Like, even for you, how I wanted to create this video is, is asking, men that have the utmost respect for to be a part of this and um i realized my power of um those asks are is not hard when people say 
I got you, Mark. I'm going to be there for you kind of thing, right? And so that's for you guys standing up and coming to that space and, and making that organic moment happen and seeing the reaction from people was is, is surreal, man. So um, I don't take that lightly. I don't take that lightly at all. That's, that speaks to who you are. You had judges, you had comedians, you had some of the biggest names in, in, in media and entertainment and come up for you. And, and so yeah. that speaks to who you are. Like that, it, it, no one's going to show up. You're not going to have 40, 50 men show up um, to, to an event unless they believe in the person who's bringing this all together. And so it's a, it's a testament to who, to who you are, man. You know, that's why people came out, right? Mm. Um, yeah. I, like I said, I, it's, I don't take that lightly because um, you, never have, you never know how you impact people's lives, right? And, and just for doing this um, tribute to Flowers of Honoring the, the men that are there, and when you watch the video, everything is truly or like it's organic. You know, you see the real raw emotions of a black man embracing somebody and saying, that I love you. Like, we don't see that even in movies. So to see that and then um, seeing the reaction from the community responding to it, that's the part that's kind of, I knew that the reaction was going to be the way I thought it was, but just to read it and having people to, to speak to that and ask them to see more of that. And, and again, there is more because we have the interviews. So as much as people see the, the video, it's the candid interviews each person has to speak to that moment. It's going to take it to another level. Yeah. Right. So we're just documenting our stories, our narratives. Right. That's all. But you're a documentarist. I told you that you don't you're not hearing me when I tell you. But, brother, I'm seeing you doing documentaries. I'm seeing it. I already like this is a documentary. Basically, you can put this thing together. And this is a documentary like that. The, I was listening to some of the interviews while I was there. I was just interacting with some of the the, the 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 black men while I was there, and I was just like, "Man, this is this is amazing!" Like, it was just so powerful in that room, just where nobody cares about your job title or who you are no. or how many followers you have. It's just another black man looking at another black man having real conversations and being happy and proud that that they showed up, that that you show up every day because we know how hard it is to show up every day. So I, I think like. You know, I see lots of, you know, lots of big things, you know, projects and so on coming for you in the future. That, man. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Since we're on this topic, because you, like you said, being there and just honoring ourselves living. And like, again, the play on that, because I used the um, New Haven's funeral home, right? So when people think of a funeral home, they already think it's, there's already death that's involved, right? But before death, there's life. So let's celebrate life there as well. And you would never think that you're celebrating that kind of joyous moment in a funeral home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the, the, the nuance of that kind of say, what is happening, right? So I think that we can just do a better way of just changing it, what we see, what the narrative is, how they portray us to be. I think that's a great start for the next generation of young people to start, start thinking outside the box. So that's the real goal, right? Just pushing it, stepping the bar higher for young people to actually start achieving for it. Well, I think you got it. But it's also all of us older people, like when you feel inclined to reach out and tell somebody something to say how much they mean to you or thank you, or I see you, you don't, you don't, you don't need permission to do that. Just do it. Right. When you feel prompted to, to reach out or connect with somebody or leave a thoughtful comment, then just do it. I think sometimes we make these assumptions about people like, oh, they always hear that. So they don't need to hear from me. Well, maybe, yeah, they do. maybe they do need it from you. Right. Maybe they do. So when you feel prompted to do that, just do it. 
You know, I, I, you know, I'm kind of that way. I have to be better with it. But when I feel prompted to reach out, I, I, people get random messages from me all the time. And, and usually it's right on time because it's something that they need or something I need. Right. Yes. So uh, I, I'm a testament to that because as you know, you're a part of my Thursday quotes that I post every Thursday. And I've been like doing that for at least 10 years, like every consistently, right. Just finding affirmation of quotes. And again, I'm not looking for a response. But again, it may hit somebody in a different way to respond back. I'm like, oh, I, now I realize, oh, you're part of the list. I don't even know. But they say, yeah, this one got me this time, Mark. I appreciate it. So it helps me because whatever I'm putting out, I want the same energy to come back to myself full-fold, right? Because we're all going through some rough times in our lives, right? So that little bit of encouragement, those affirmations, so important. It's so important. So as you're second-guessing yourself, just do it, man. Make the call. Like, so you might surprise somebody. Like, calling somebody and check in to see, yo, I... I'm not looking for nothing. I'm not looking for no money. Must call you. I'm thinking about you. Cross my mind. I'm concerned. I love you. Whatever it is, how how close you are with that person. Let them know. Let them know. Because we're only here for one time. We're not coming back. There's no remix. So let's do let's do the best thing we can do today and moving forward. So yeah, that's good, man. That's good. You know, I was looking at your, you know, going through some of your like just searching you online, and you've had you know so many kind of what some people consider is like amazing things happening in your life and connections you've made. What are a couple of highlights for you over the course of like your journey, uh, your, your artistic journey? What are some things that really stand out for you? I think one that I can ask the people that are aware of that my, somehow I'm able to build real tangible relations with good people and some influential people. So my, my working relationship with Dr. Carlos is definitely a milestone of um, being a service for him. And uh, as an artist and just lending my hand up, trying to build his brand to another platform and committing close to 10 years of just, just following his journey, like understanding what he went through and that's trying to kind of bring more of a, a light for other people who did not know. So my time with him, and still I still work together, but it's just like the commitment of that really putting a lot for him was 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 surreal to know that I'm actually walking with a legend, that that legend walked with other legends like with Dr. King, Malcolm X. So when we read these books and we see these people, we 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 know them because we read, we know their history, but to know somebody who's seen them and talked to them, that's a different level of of understanding, right? Right. And then connecting that with living legends of today, like the Colin Kaepernick's, right? And connecting all those things. So connecting the dots of that. So appreciative of that journey and allowing to receive that, to know that there's um, something that I'm doing that's manifesting it. The universe is aligning things to happen my way. And um, I don't question it. I just still stay true to who I am and just make it work. So that's probably one um, thing else I can say just be understanding the power of, of gratitude that, that things are happening for me, right? And, and um, the milestone, just how I'm able to connect with people. Never, I, I just, I think that's the key one. Like, I just don't realize that that power is that it's really genuine, that it, I, people are just really enjoy work. We like collaborating with, with one, one another. So yeah, I think those two moments. That's good, man. That's good. And so for you, I mean, a lot of people are listening right now and they're like, oh, man, you know, Mark's 
you know, he had a really interesting journey. He's gotten to work with some really amazing people. He's a great connector. Um, you've had some ups, ups and downs in your business, but you know, you're still here doing your thing. But what, what is like, what is a, a challenge, like a personal challenge that you've had to overcome? Because sometimes people see you and just like, oh, yeah, whatever. You, you know, like people might look at me and be like, oh, Coach Stone always seems like he's up or yeah. he never seemed like he over had to overcome anything. Well, I've had lots of challenges in my life, like personal life. So what's a challenge that you've had to overcome that, you know, made you stronger or, or gave you an awareness or an awakening about yourself? I think um, change. Sometimes we feel confined to stay where we are and don't evolve. So sometimes we need to accept that things are a natural progression of change. And you got to learn to adapt and, and to, as the key word is, as this COVID thing, how to pivot, right? Um, so learn to grow. It's been interesting for me because there's things that um, I'm kind of scared, not say scared, but I'm uncomfortable about. But you need to be in those uncomfortable spaces to learn from it and grow from it, right? What is one thing that you're comfortable about that you have to that you had to stretch in? Um, working in the college life, like becoming a professor. As much as they call Mark your work, I'm like, nah. It's, I, I, I when I see professors, I don't see me. So I gotta start looking in the mirror and realizing that I I can be. Why not me? Why can I be that person? So um, it's just accepting those 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 roles that that is this is this is the next stage in your life. Because I technically manifested that idea. I always wanted to become a teacher to that level. Really? Right. So now it's here. I'm like, I'm like, shit, I'm here now. I mean, maybe I would, I mean, it's okay. I, I want to say, I'll take it back. I take it back. But no, it's here. What are you going to do with it now? Right. So learning to be in those spaces to grow from it. Right. And become a sponge of learning from other people. Right. Because I don't know it all. Right. You may think that I know it all, but I ain't know. I'm still trying to figure that shit out. <laughs> Me too. So, so what? So what are you teaching? What What are you teaching? And where, where are you teaching? And what are you teaching? Um, I'm at Sheridan College, so it's my second year. So I have a workshop talking um, truth to power. It's a workshop with um, graduating students, or they're going to be graduating students. So I'm just giving them the life skills of what I went through. So it's just just me being how I'm able to adapt to today's world. Because these kids graduating, I should say, kids, these young adults. They think it's and they get the degree and I think they're going to get that ideal job. I'm telling them not all of you won't even get a job. You got to figure out what is it within yourself that's going to sustain you to still want to be that artist. Because I, when I graduated from Sheridan College, I never got that dream job. Up to now, I still don't have that dream job. I just learned to adapt to whatever I'm comfortable doing. So if I can get those kind of those, those gems in a way so they can actually penetrate what's happening, I'm hopefully I'm doing a service to uh, guiding them. <laughs> the, the class now, because it's on Friday, they call it Fuzzy Fridays. That's what they call it. Because every time I speak, they get emotional, like the classes it is. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'm hitting them in a way that they understand what is their journey, what is their purpose. So, yeah, it's the class is called Truth to Power. That's wow. what it's called. That's amazing, man. And and I think that that it, it, that's why we have to be open in life. Like, you got to be open to new opportunities, new experiences, new connections. Because, you know, I say with me, I, I used to teach at a college as well. I, I don't even have a degree, <laughs> you know, I'm a university dropout. And I'm here, here I was teaching at a college for three years. Wait, that, 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 hold that thought because I'm saying to myself, and there's these teachers, which I 
they have the degrees and everything else, which they're entitled to get all that because they've done it. They did their, what they had to do. But what we have, we have lived experience. Yeah, That's way beyond these degrees. Like, that's intangible. That's important because we lived it. There's some people who get the paper, they never lived it, but they get the degree because they did their research. But we're the, you're researching us. Right. That's true. That's that's really true. That's true. So for you, like, what did, what advice are you kind of giving these young people? Like, you know, you talk a little bit about like just getting like being focused on what you're really passionate about, that there might not be a job out there for you. And so you got to be creative with creating your own lane. Is, is that yeah, something? Of yeah. And then embrace failure. There's nothing wrong with falling. The challenge is getting back up, right? And learning from those things. Dust yourself up and figure out, okay, this didn't work for me this time. It's like a child walking and they fall. You got to get back to learn to walk, right? So I'm just allowing them to realize, understand their worth, their worth of who they are and their, and their potential, right? And if your gift as alchemy is like, you're, you're an artist, man. You can create anything you want. The world can... The world is your oyster, man. You can do whatever you want, but just understand your audience, your clientele that that want to receive what you're doing, and just be true to that, um, and don't compromise that. Mm. I never, like I said, doing what I've been doing. I never anybody who knows me knows I never compromise my integrity of staying true to empowering our people, and then tying in sports within that. It's, it's like a it's like a playground for me because I love sports, and not the line sports and politics, whatever that is online. It's still staying true to who I am. So, so when you find your, and you're not going to find your style right at the beginning because you have to live it. You have to live the experience to know what it is that you're going to be about. That's all. So if you have the tools, if you're an artist, whatever artistry that you're in, just the state of grind, man. It's not easy, but if you're passionate with it, you'll see the, the fruits of your labor, hands down. Well, I think you said something. You said a whole bunch of really important things, but I think like not compromising is really important. You know, when you when I think of someone who has really done it their own way and really built like this massive empire, you know, I think of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? Like you, mm. think, you think of this guy came as a, he was a wrestler <laughs> and he's the big Yeah. But, but his vision, like, not, not to cut you off, sorry to do that, but his his motivation, seeing his dad as that, as that template for him to fall into the same suit of that, right? So like right. you said, start as a wrestler and to where he is now. And, and so... You know, all of that just to say that, like, it, it's it's beyond when you stay true to who you are. I mean, he could have sold out just like any of us could have sold out and did this or this just to make money. But when you're saying like, like integrity is important, especially in a world where people just do almost anything for money now. right? Almost definitely. And so that's that's a, a message that we all need to, like, walk in integrity. And then the other thing that you said was really interesting is that it. You can combine the things that you love to do. There's not like I think when we grew up, it was always get this type of job, do this job, get a good corporate job, get benefits. And it was always like one thing. But like. The thing is, I always ask people, I don't ask young people, what did what do you want to be when you grow up? I ask them, what are you curious about right now? And because that allows them to focus on something they're passionate about right now. But it also like, OK, I'm, I'm done with this and I can move over here. And it allows them to dance back and forth between the things that they really love to do and find some intersection and really turn that into a, to their own thing. And you so I think it's important. You just, but you just know that it's like you said, learn how to dance. When I said, like, understand that 
when you're in this space, learn to apply the other intangibles that can actually allow you to grow. Like Dwayne, again, from The Rock, from when he started from wrestling, now he's acting. He's a motivational speaker. You pick up all these other intangibles you just don't even know that still speaks to who you are. Will Smith is another prime example. So you're not just boxed in. Like, I never want to be that guy who's just a graphic artist or this artist. I'm a visual communicator. I just learned to tap my skills in telling stories. I'm a narrative. We're all storytellers. Just find the lane that you're good at and learn how to speak to that. And then add the other elements on top of it. So now I show you this. Now I'm showing you t-shirts within this visual. Now I'm showing you a graphic. I'm showing you art within this. But these are all part of who I am, right? So just understanding the layers of who you are and how you want to present yourself. That's the main thing. Learn to dance. You got to learn how to dance. I love that, man. That's great. Um, so what's 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 like what's something that you really want? Like what's a big dream of yours? Well, you asked me a real heavy question. <laughs> <laughs> um I guess what I really want is not to be forgotten, to be honest. I think what I really want is to really feel that I I did my part really leaving my mark, like my name, like really impacting the community that I live where I reside in Scarborough and onwards that um, there is a, a blueprint so somebody can actually use to actually um, benefit from, right? That's what I really want. I really feel that my job is not done. I got so much things I want to do. I'm always on that thinking. I can't turn it off. I can't turn it off. I'm always onto something else and just trying to think of the next move. Like after Beloved was done the flowers, I'm onto the next flowers. That's what I'm saying. It's just, I don't, somebody asked, it's, somebody asked the same question to Stevie Wonder and I, and I have to use it the same way. It's like, they asked them, so what's your favorite song that you created? And Stevie Wonder simply goes, I haven't done it yet. Mm. You know what I mean? So the point of it is just keep creating, man. Keep, just keep doing what you do best. Yeah, I, I love that. And definitely, I mean, you definitely made your mark, you know, definitely made your mark in the world. Um, and, you know, I think, you, there's another thing that you really said is learn to tell stories the way that you that 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 is natural for you. We're all storytellers. All of us are storytellers. All of us. And so we just have to learn to tell stories in a way using our skills, our gifts, and our talents, and not try to be like other people, right? And you 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 said um, you know you connected with some amazing people. You've heard amazing motivational speakers, but you used art to tell your stories so people can do it whatever way they want. And I think that's what's really key. Don't try to be like, Oh, like I'm a speaker. I'm not trying to be like Les Brown. I'm trying to be like me. Right. And so I think that's, I think what you said is really important. We're all natural storytellers, but we need to learn to tell stories in a way that's natural for us. That's going to make a greater impact in the world. Yeah. Cause it makes it, cause then it becomes authentic. You're not faking it. People already know people ain't dumb. They know when you're trying to mimic somebody else. It's like with music, but when you speak in your space, people already know because you can be consistent with it. So no one's not going to be like me or else they go, oh, there's somebody else is trying to be like, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's the reality of, of the world we're in. The industry is open that everybody wants to be that person, right? I want to be the it thing, but how long do you want to wear that mask, right? And you're not really being, being truly authentic. That's all I'm saying. The day to day when I wake up, I'm still being me. So I'm not trying to pick that. So, wow. I got, I got two more questions for you. I asked all my guests this question. Um, what does grind mean to you? It's 
like I always say, rising grind is as waking up being knowing there's work that needs to be done. Like it's, it's nonstop. There's, there's no nine to five. <laughs> grind is not nine to five. I can <laughs> tell you that. It's not a nine to five job. When you, when you say grind, it's not a nine to five. You're in the wrong, you're, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> that's, that's like every day, all day grinding it out. Yeah. That's what grind means to me. All right. And, and, and so what does gratitude mean to you? To, to know that you are able to wake up. Gratitude for me is, is to understand that there's a sunlight in my face, which I really, I'm sorry that the lighting is not the best, but it's, but that's gratitude to know I can see, to wake up, to know there is a sunset to us, to a sunrise, to know that there is another day that I can make a, a change and make a difference. That's gratitude to me. And that's to know that we're here and we're here to, to do something different. That's gratitude. Wow. Wow, man. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you being here, man. You dropped so much, so many gems on here. I think people are really going to enjoy this. I know I did. You know, I love having conversations with you. You know, you know, sometimes we get on the phone and we just chop it up and have conversations, you know, and I love it. You know, I love, I love connecting with you. I like how you think. And I also like the fact that you're always thinking about what's next. And I think so, you know, I think people are really going to enjoy this. Um, let people know where they can find out more about you or the clothing line. Um, live it, wear it. And that simple thing is the acronym is liwi68.com, where you can see pretty much everything from the brand, from the, the person, um, the other collaborating people that I'm working with. You'll get to see that on the website. Instagram is the same handle. L-I-W-I-68. Uh, my personal page is M Stoddard. So it's M-S-T-O-2-D-S-A-R-T-68 is my two Instagram handles. But yeah, you can catch me on those things. But definitely check out the flowers video if you haven't seen it. It is so important. And when I say that, check out the website, which is beloved68.com. And you're just going to see that the whole framework of what we're trying to do for this movement. So yeah, those are the, all the, the initial handles that I have, but I look forward to, to make this movement, man. It's not a moment, it's a movement. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, man, it's a movement. And again, thank you for being a part of it. And thank you for being here on the Grind and Gratitude Show. Thank you, everybody who's tuning in and listen. Make sure that you share this and you like it and you can spread this to more people. That's it for this episode of the Grind and Gratitude Show. I will catch you in the next episode. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much for being my co-host on this episode of the Grind and Gratitude Show. I really appreciate you. I hope that you learned something and you're motivated to take action and get on your grind. Didn't that go by fast? If you want more, head over to grindandgratitude.com for show notes and more information about this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a rating so more people will tune in. And let me say this. There's something special about you. Grind until you find it. Be grateful when you get it.